1: Mark's got a very big night ahead of him. Full hour sit-down with Sean Hannity tonight. So, my fellow Levinites, it is me, Rich Zioli, from Mark's hometown of Philadelphia. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, and great to be with you. On this Friday, as we get ready for the launch of The Great Ones book on Tuesday. So if you pre-ordered it, it will be delivered to you on Tuesday. I have my copy Uh, and it is absolutely his most important book yet. No question about it. The special counsel, Jack Smith, this guy is a lunatic. He really is. He's asking a judge. He's asking the judge in the case right now for a gag order against former President Donald Trump to restrict the 2024 Republican frontrunner. For making certain extrajudicial statements about the election interference case brought against him. This guy is 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 insane. I mean he really is. Jack Smith is your the very, very classic example of an overzealous prosecutor. And if we had anyone in this country on the left who actually gave a damn about civil liberties, they'd be furious with this. Donald Trump is running for the presidency of the United States of America. And he has every right to make his case to the American people and explain to the American people why it is that the government is persecuting him in this manner. Why the Biden Justice Department, this politically tainted, weaponized Department of Justice, is going after him. He has absolutely every right. In fact, he needs to. He has a responsibility to do so. What the judge is trying to do is to tie his hands so that he, Donald Trump can't go out there and explain his side of the story. And the argument he's using, of course, is the same tired argument that the left always uses, which is that Trump's speech will lead to people getting in in, in danger. They'll be put in danger. That's actually what he's saying. A redacted copy of a government filing released Friday after an order from U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin comes in connection with the election interference case. One of four criminal cases he's facing, quote, the defendant has an established practice of issuing inflammatory public statements, targeted individuals or institutions that present an obstacle or challenge to him. The government said Trump made clear his intention to issue public attacks related to the case when, the day after his arraignment, he posted a threatening message on Truth Social. This was the message that he posted on August 4th. Quote, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. How is that a threatening statement? It's not, of course. But what they want to do is to silence him completely. Jack Smith does not want Donald Trump to be able to make his case to the American people. The, The effort to keep him off the ballot which is so alive and well right now, and you've got people who are completely misinterpreting the 14th Amendment Section 3, which does not apply to presidents because the president is not listed. Senators, representatives, electors of the president and the vice president, but not the president. So this effort is going to fail. They know it's going to fail. They have to know that when this gets to the Supreme Court, if they try to bar Trump from being on the ballot, Using the 14th Amendment, section three, when this gets to the United States Supreme Court, the court's going to throw it out. Say it does not apply to the president. Absolutely does not. Put him on the ballot. And they know that this is this is they're 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 clutching here. They are reaching. So what they want to do is to try to deprive Trump the opportunity to make his case to the voters and explain to the voters what the government is doing. Trump, the government says, has made good on this threat. Spreading disparaging, disparaging and inflammatory public posts on Truth Social on a near daily basis regarding the citizens of the District of Columbia, the court prosecutors and prospective witnesses. Like his previous public disinformation campaign regarding the 2020 presidential election, the defendant's recent extrajudicial statements are intended to undermine public confidence in an institution, the judicial system, and to undermine confidence in and intimidate officials, the court, the jury pool, witnesses and prosecutors, they say. First of all, the the court, there is no public confidence in this court, none whatsoever. He can't get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. He can't. He cannot get a fair trial in D.C. Every time the government has gone after somebody in regards to January 6th, they've won almost every time. And these, these convictions for seditious conspiracy, 22 years, the latest proud boy, he had 22 years behind bars. One of the guys, the leader of the group wasn't even in D.C. that day. So with D.C. juries, it's an open and shut case. They hate him. No, No sensible, reasonable person is living in the District of Columbia right now. It's a bunch of lefties. So they're going to they're going to find him guilty. This is the problem. And what Trump needs to do as an American citizen running for the presidency, when you've got I I, I always love to these people who for years said we don't prosecute our political enemies. We don't do that in this country. Joe Scarborough, that guy's such a fraud going on with Mika over and over again. We don't do that in this country. We don't. This is when back then they were all upset because at the Republican National Convention in 2016, they chanted, lock her up. You remember that? Lock her up about Hillary Clinton. Did they ever lock her up? No. Did they pursue charges against her? No. Did Trump sick his attorney general after her? No, 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 no. They could have. They absolutely could have. They didn't. They had an open and shut case against Hillary Clinton with her classified emails. Open and shut. They could have gone after him, gone gone after her, but they did not. They should have, but they didn't. Because Trump said he didn't want to weaponize. He didn't want to do this. He didn't want to go after his political enemies. That's exactly what they're doing to him. But he's not allowed to make his case to the American people. He's not allowed to explain it to voters about what's happening here. The Trump campaign said President Joe Biden and a weaponized DOJ are corruptly and cynically continuing to attempt to deprive President Trump of his First Amendment rights, calling it nothing more than blatant election interference. President Trump is by far the leading candidate in this race. He absolutely is. But they don't want him to be because they're terrified he's going to win and go in there and absolutely dismantle the federal leviathan, the deep state, the national security state, the bureaucracy. As you're going to find out in Mark's book, this creation of this vast executive branch of government with thousands and thousands of unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats was not created overnight. It started with Wilson, Woodrow Wilson. It went to FDR, Lyndon Johnson, Barack Obama. And here we are today. But if Trump gets elected, the work is already being ordered. You know, the work's already being ordered to go in there and to change the executive branch of government to return power actually to the president. I know that's shocking to think that the guy who's elected by the American people, who has a, who has a, a referendum by voters throughout the country, the only nationally elected person, would need people working in the executive branch who actually support his agenda. Let me ask you an honest question. If it uh, if we found out today that there were a bunch of bureaucrats working at the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, who did not believe in climate change, did not believe in the doom and gloom, the fear mongering of climate change that we hear from the left every single day in this country. How long do you think they'd survive in that job, in that capacity? There'd be protests in the streets demanding their, their, their heads on a silver platter. But a lot of those people are protected by all kinds of statutes that keep them in office, civil service and whatnot. Well, they want to get rid of that. The left would never tolerate somebody in the EPA who doesn't believe in climate change. But if you get somebody who's elected a Republican president who wants to put people in there who want to actually take the EPA and have the EPA do what Congress has told it to do and to not create new laws and new regulations, which it doesn't have the power to do. They'll scream that those people are protected. They'll, they'll 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 scream that any bureaucrat who that administrator tries to get rid of, who doesn't agree with the administrator and the president's vision, that job should be protected. And you see this throughout the federal bureaucracy. We saw with the FBI going after Trump in 2016. It is an attempt From people within the government to take down the duly elected president of the United States of America. And because we have built this vast presidential executive agency, I mean, multiple agencies, all these three-letter, four-letter agencies throughout the bureaucracy with unaccounted, unaccountable, unelected bureaucrats who know they're going to survive long after the president leaves. These people were there for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. The project that conservative groups right now are doing, the Heritage Foundation included, to return the power to the president, take it out of the hands of these elected bureaucrats, is a real threat to these people. It's a real threat to the power structure. It's a real threat to all these various industrial complexes out there that make money and they want to control everything and they want to control the power. You know, Missouri v. Biden, that case regarding censorship by this administration, which is now going to be heard by the United States Supreme Court, is exactly what I mean. You have the CDC, the FDA, the FBI involved in pressuring big tech, intimidating them, harassing them into censoring the American people. Now, you have a First Amendment right to say what you want. I have a First Amendment right to hear different viewpoints. But this government engaged in a coordinated censorship campaign telling big tech which posts were allowed to be posted and which ones had to be taken down. And they told big tech, we want updates. We want reports. You know, this administration recently put out a memo telling the media what to say, the corporate media, what to say regarding the impeachment inquiry into president Joe Biden. And of course they dutifully do what they're told. They do exactly what they're told. They little lapdogs in the state run media. So knowing that Donald Trump is a Republican frontrunner and knowing that they're not going to be able to stop him under the 14th Amendment from being on the ballot. They're now trying to give him a major disadvantage as a presidential candidate to not be able to say his side of the story, to not be able to explain how Biden's Justice Department is now going after its political enemies. A weaponized Department of Justice hellbent on getting him out of the race, a weaponized Department of Justice hellbent on persecuting him to make sure that he can't be elected president. This is what
3: this special
1: prosecutor wrote in the filing as set forward, set forth in the indictment after Election Day in 2020. The defendant launched a disinformation campaign in which he publicly and widely broadcast knowingly false claims that there had been outcome determinative fraud in the presidential election and that he actually won. Oh, what's wrong with that? Why so when did that become a crime to go out there and say there was fraud in an election? If if there was, why is Hillary Clinton not in prison? Why is Stacey Abrams from Georgia not in prison? In service of his criminal conspiracies through false public statements, the defendant sought to erode public faith in the administration of the election and intimidate individuals who refuted his lies. The defendant is now attempting to do the same thing in this criminal case to undermine confidence in the criminal justice system and prejudice the jury pool through disparaging and inflammatory attacks on the citizens of the district, the court, prosecutors and prospective witnesses. You believe this nonsense? So now freedom of speech needs to be silenced because people might be intimidated. People could be intimidated and you're not allowed to say false things. You can't say, even if you believe it's true. You can't say false things, even if you believe the election was stolen from you, like Hillary Clinton said, like Jimmy Carter said about Hillary Clinton, for example. I mean, I could play you. I won't bore you with this, but 13 minutes at least of Democrats going on about how the election was stolen from Hillary Clinton. Biden said it. Chuck Schumer said it. Nancy Pelosi said it. All these people said it. How come they're allowed to say it, but Donald Trump isn't? So now there's a they're asking the judge for a gag order against him on this Friday, September 15th. It's unbelievable. 877-381-3811 is the number here on The Mark Levin Show. 877-381-3811. Tonight, Mark is going to be Hannity's guest for the entire sit down, the whole show. It's going to be great talking about his new book. And uh, tomorrow night. Life, Liberty, and Levin, the Saturday night premiere. Very excited about this one, Dr. Thomas Sowell. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one. We're coming right back.
4: Mark Levin.
3: You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592. LEVIN to 68592, or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com.
1: Here we are in the Mark Levin Show The Great One is off tonight An observation of Rosh Hashanah But he will be on Hannity tonight They uh, taped a wonderful one hour interview Which will air at 9 o'clock tonight on uh, Hannity, the full sit-down hour together, talking about Mark's new book. Now, tomorrow night, uh, the all-new Saturday night edition of Life, Liberty, and Levin airs with, oh man, I'll tell you what, I'm excited for this one. Dr. Thomas Soule doesn't do interviews. He doesn't. I mean, believe me, I've tried to get him on my show in Philadelphia. He doesn't do interviews. Uh, he's just in such high demand. He actually, they reached out to Mark, asking Mark if Dr. Soul could come on the show. So I'm really excited for that. He's got dr soul and victor davis hansen on tomorrow night for the saturday night edition of life liberty and levin and that's going to be at 8 p.m on the fox news channel tomorrow night saturday night and then we've got the sunday night edition as well so 8 p.m sunday Stephen miller is going to be on from landmark uh, from uh, the america first legal and of course, the book is coming out on Tuesday. The Democrat Party Hates America. Pre-order it today. It'll be at your doorstep on Tuesday. All right. And I'll tell you what. Imagine it like this, right? We always hear about these suburban moms. Suburban women are the, are the voting block we got to capture in 2024. So what the Republicans have to do if they want to win the White House? So imagine it like this. You're a presidential candidate. You're on the campaign trail. And you're giving a speech. You're in a town hall, something like that. And a woman in the back raises her hand and says, um, excuse me, uh, I have a question for you. Why why are you being charged with these various crimes? Can I trust you? Can I are you innocent? Are you guilty? What's going on? And the candidate stands up there and says, I can't answer that. What? I'm sorry. What? Yeah, I'm not allowed to answer that. I have a there's a there's a gag order on me. I, I can't talk about it. But I need to I need to know if I should vote for you. It's the New Hampshire primary. It's I'm going out to cast my ballot. It's the Iowa caucus. I, I got to go cast my ballot. I, I got to go caucus. I need to know. Are you guilty or not? Did you do these things or not? Uh, I can't say. Well, was the election stolen from you or not? Uh, sorry, can't can't talk about. It. Do you see how that absolutely gives the presidential candidate? A complete and utter disadvantage that no other candidate has. So all you got to do is just prosecute your political enemies And they get a gag order against them, and then they can't defend themselves to voters who need to hear from you and and for you to give your side of the story. It's not a courtroom. It's a a town hall. And and for Trump or anyone facing criminal charges, I'm sure the attorneys would say, don't say anything ever. But you're running for office. You have to say something to the voters. The voters want to hear from you no different they want to hear your policy on taxes or, or or the border the immigration crisis the illegal immigration crisis they want to hear from you on these things and voters want to know uh so mr trump i see there's four different criminal cases against you and 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 are you guilty oh, i'm sorry i'm pff, gag order no that's not america that's not america that that is that is absolutely un-american To say to a presidential candidate, you don't have the right to explain your side of the story to the voters. You don't have the right. It's outrageous, is what it is. It's absolutely outrageous. This is The Mark Levin Show. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one.
3: Got a lot more to come. Don't go away. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com.
5: Mark Levin,
3: America's passionately
5: cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now.
1: 877-381-3811. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is corrupt as they can possibly be. Absolutely corrupt. No question about it. No question about it. He's corrupt. And the real question is, is he going to be the Democrats candidate or not? Or are they trying to push him out of the race? Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight for Rosh Hashanah. It is me, Rich Zioli from Mark's affiliate in his hometown of Philadelphia, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, where I'm the afternoon drive host, 877 381 3811 So Jack Smith wants this narrow gag order to take to, to to have the government of the United States silence a presidential candidate from being able to explain his side of the story to the voters when the government is prosecuting him for making false statements about an election. Think about this now. So they've weaponized the first amendment to prosecute him for making what they view as false statements about an election. So even though all these other politicians have said the 2020 2016 election was stolen from Hillary Clinton, that Russia stole the election, we had a massive investigation over this. Did we not? The Mueller report. Well, we spent $100 million investigating nonsense that we now know. Russia collusion, the CIA, the White House knew the entire time it was all BS. And they pushed this out there. The FBI knew it was BS. They pushed this out there trying to stop Donald Trump. So all these other people can go out there and say the election was stolen from Hillary Clinton and that Donald Trump was a is not really the president. He's an illegitimate president. They can do all those things. He says the election was stolen from him. Now, that's a federal offense. And when they charge him and he wants to explain his side of the story to the voters, you need to vote for him. He can't do that because they want a gag order against him. Do you know that they read his private messages on Twitter? The government did. They got an access to his, to his tweets to read his private messages on that platform, private messages he shared with people. This, this, is, this is really truly like, a, like a, a totalitarian state, the way they're treating him. At the very same time they're doing that, we have this, this farcical prosecution of Hunter Biden going on by the very same weaponized Department of Justice. David, think about this for a quick second here. The guy who is the U.S. attorney, David Weiss in Delaware, is now the special counsel. We were told by Merrick Garland over and over again he had all the authority he needed, right? Didn't need to be a special counsel. He had all the authority he needed. Then Merrick Garland made him a special counsel. So they give the deal of a lifetime to Hunter Biden back in July But Hunter Biden's so dumb, he still winds up to mess it. He still finds a way to completely mess it up. But they were to give him immunity under this diversion agreement over this gun charge that was going to include the taxes, too, to shield the old man from any liability, any culpability in all these financial crimes involving Ukraine and Russia, Romania, etc. Right? China. And make it all go away. Greatest immunity gift in history. Now, all of a sudden, they're charging Hunter Biden. Why is the question. I have some thoughts on that, which I'll share with you throughout the show tonight. 877-381-3811. Let me go to Robert in Florida here on the Mark Levin Show. Robert, good evening.
6: Richard, you're touching on a bunch of my favorite topics, the really bad ones. I'm getting fuming here hearing you say them out loud again. But anyway, based on our press secretary, you know, the one who checks all the identity politics boxes for for us but except doesn't check the competent or capable box she stands up there like a seventh grader and what kills me is she knows about the hatch act you ask her a question she doesn't want to answer she says she says oh no i can't do that because of the hatch act then she goes on for 20 minutes blaming republicans for everything that's gone wrong or the border the the funding she knows that how is that not political speech
1: yeah, look, the Hatch Act thing is BS. It's all BS. They can't do political work from from there, but she can answer questions regarding the president. And and also, too, when the White House sends out a letter to your point, Robert, to media outlets telling them what to say regarding the impeachment inquiry. How how is that not campaigning? How, how is that not a Hatch Act violation? But if she answers a question, that's somehow a Hatch Act violation. Give me a break hundred percent. You know, I
6: have two specific ideas on what I wish Republicans would start fighting back. Why can't somebody come out from the press room there, go up, put her in handcuffs and drag her out. So we're arresting you for the Hatch Act violation. And why don't they do the same thing to Stacey Abrams and all these other people with political speech? We have to start doing to them what they are doing to Republicans. Right front page in the news till they get the point, I, I would argue.
1: Robert, thanks for the call for the call of the Mark Levin Show. I appreciate it. You have a great weekend. Thank you. 877-381-3811. Let's go to Jim. He's in Tennessee here on the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli. Hello, Jim.
2: Hey, good evening, Rich. Doing a terrific job. Thanks. Thank you. You know, I tell you, Jack Smith, Jack Smith. he can put any motion out there he wants. However, my concern more are are the judges or, or is the judge. And I'm concerned about the judges all across the board in Georgia and in New York, because they're all in the same bed. They all have the same objective. There's just, there's, you know, it's it's a kangaroo court, and I don't see how there's going to be, um, I, I, don't, I don't see how there's going to be any any resolutions to this other than the one that they've already colluded on. And you can't tell me that what's going on in Georgia, what's going on in New York, that you know they're not sitting around a table over drinks figuring out how they all can work together to make it happen. I don't believe it. I, believe that yeah, exactly I, look, I, I,
1: I don't think any of this stuff hurts Trump politically unless he's not allowed to give his side of the story, which is why this gag order is so troubling. Because, I mean, you, you know, all these prosecutions only seem to help Trump with the Republican base. But when he has to appeal to... Undecided voters and he can't explain his side of the story. He can't say this is a weaponized Department of Justice. He can't say this is a witch hunt. This prosecution is biased and tainted. He can't say the judge is is biased. The jury's biased. He can't say those things. Then you are severely limiting his his right, his ability as a candidate, a responsibility he has to answer the voters questions. I mean, again, Jim, think about it also from this perspective. I have a First Amendment right as a voter to hear his side of the story. So they're also, in addition to giving a gag order, preventing him from giving his side of the story, they're preventing me as a voter from hearing his side of the story, and I really want to hear it.
2: However, you're that's a very good point. However, I believe that those that were sitting on the fence see, I think, you know, I, I, I think the biggest problem,
1: was- well, listen, you, you can't you, we, what you can't do, Jim. And, and listen, And thanks for the call to the Mark Levin show. Have a great night. What you can't do is uh, and have a great night, Jim. What you can't do is is think that you can't you can't take anybody for granted. You know, you're you're running for office. You can't say, well, I think people sitting on the fence are going to see it my way. No, <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. I think if they're sitting on the fence, you have a responsibility to go to them and explain exactly what is happening here. It's a great risk. Look, Donald Trump is facing prison time for the rest of his life in multiple in multiple uh, arenas here. But he wants to run for president. So he's rolling the dice here that he's going to win or that or that somebody will be able to intervene here and help him. A lot of other people would just have already dropped out, you know, and, and if you don't want to support him because you don't like his policies, that's that's fine. You, you have that right. If you like somebody better, like DeSantis better, whatever, that's your right. You're your right as an American. But if you say I can't back him because of all these prosecutions, I can't back him because uh, he's, he's going to be fighting his way through court. Well, then they've won. Is this, that's all they have to do. Then you just indict somebody and that's the end of it. And the government does this all the time. You know, the government indicts people all the time and then nothing comes of it or they launch investigations into people and nothing comes of it. They start launching investigations into people. They make everybody think that they're guilty and then it it never goes anywhere. So all you got to do then is just launch an investigation and, you you know, that's it. And now the guy can't even explain his side of the story. So I can go to the Iowa uh, State Fair and I can eat fried butter, which sounds delicious right about now. Fried anything. I mean, deep fried anything. Oreos, butter, corn on the cob, whatever. The only way I'll eat corn on the cob, by the way. I can go there. I can eat these things. I can eat these horrible, unhealthy foods that taste delicious. Not horrible. I mean, horrible for your health, but not certainly how they taste. But when I get into the town hall, I can answer every question about my policies, but I can't answer about my ethics. Ethics and my integrity and my character because a voter who's on the fence wonders about those things but I have a gag order against me so I can't explain my side of the story no that's not how we do things in this country absolutely not absolutely not but, but unfortunately this judge is probably going to agree to a limited gag order against Trump and you know what He's, he can't follow it he can't because how can you run for president if you're not allowed to give your side of the story on these things? Everything about the First Amendment is literally designed so you can criticize the government. It's I mean that's why we have it. All the like the, the perks of, of First Amendment rights are wonderful. The right of the First Amendment and you, given to us by our Creator, enshrined in the Constitution. But really, at the heart of it is challenging your government. Free speech exists for you to challenge your government and for me to be able to hear dissenting ideas in the public square. So you're going to take a guy running for the presidency who is unarguably the Republican frontrunner and take away that right to criticize the government that's prosecuting him. Think about that. This stinks on every level as a First Amendment violation on every single level. This is what Donald Trump uh, put out a short time ago on his Truth Social. Thank you, Mr. Producer, for sending this my way. Biden prosecutor deranged Jack Smith has asked the court to limit the 45th president and leading Republican nominee by more than 50 points and beating Democrats. Donald J. Trump's public statements... So I'm campaigning for president against an incompetent person who has weaponized the DOJ and the FBI to go after his political opponent. And I am not allowed to comment. They leak lie and sue, and they won't allow me to speak. How else would I explain that Jack Smith is a deranged is deranged or crooked Joe is incompetent. It's exactly right. Spot on. Exactly right. How else can you explain those things? But that's the goal. If they can't keep him off the ballot using the 14th Amendment, if they can't beat him with all these prosecutions because the voters just doubled down on him, Republican supporters just doubled down on him. And I got news for you. And I'm telling you this, and I'm not wrong on this point. One year from now, September 15th, 2024, when Joe Biden, if he is the candidate, gets ready to debate Donald Trump, if he's the nominee, which I think he's going to be, you know, Joe Biden is going to be way worse than he is right now. Cognitive decline doesn't get better. It gets worse and it gets worse drastically, almost overnight. Biden gets worse by the day. How's he going to be in a year? How's the economy going to be in a year? You think it's going to be better? You think in a year we're going to be rolling in at this administration's war and energy, this administration spending money like drunken sailors to the point of inflation is soaring at the macro level, the micro level. You think the economy is going to be better? So voters are going to go to the polls in the general election. And if it is Biden versus Trump, it's now a referendum on Biden. It's a referendum on Bidenomics versus, as Biden said, MAGAnomics. Well, if if you're asking people what was better, MAGAnomics or Bidenomics? Were were interest rates better under Maganomics or Bidenomics? Did you pay more in gas under Bidenomics or Maganomics? I mean, first of all, Maganomics is stupid. It's a dumb thing that Biden said. It's a dumb phrase. It sounds like a terrible party game. But regardless of that fact, I mean, things were better under Trump economically, and I don't think voters are going to give a damn about these prosecutions in a general election. But you run the risk of if he can't explain his side of the story, they make him just look guilty. If he can't answer these questions, then they've won. And that's what they're trying to do. They know they can't stop him from being on the ballot. They know they can't stop him from getting the nomination. All they're trying to do is to silence him so people think by his silence he's therefore guilty. He won't answer the questions. And then hopefully he'll lose. These people are so desperate. They are so desperate to stop him because they're terrified of what he's going to do when he gets in there to the actual deep state that has tried to stop him so many times is he's going to go in there and he's going to return accountability to the president and not to all of these unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats. That is such a threat to the system. That is such a threat to all these people who serve 30, 40, 50 years in government and think, I'll outlast the president. I'll outlast the cabinet secretary. I'll do whatever I want here at the FDA, the CDC, the NSA, the FBI, the, the, the EPA, whatever three little agency or, or fiefdom you want to name. I'll do whatever I want. I've been here longer than them and I'll be here after they're gone. That has to stop. Trump will stop that. He will go in there. It's personal now. You know, they've worked against him to try to stop him. It's, it's personal. And like, like it, like jaws to the revenge. This time it's personal. He is going to go in there and he is going to make serious changes. So they cannot roll the dice on Biden and they can't roll the dice on Trump winning. This is desperate what they're trying to do here. Absolutely desperate. All right, your calls on this, on the Mark Levin Show, 877-381-3811. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for Mark. We're coming right back. Mark Levin.
3: You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592. LEVIN to 68592, or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com.
1: And the other par- problem, too, is the debates that are coming up. The primary debates. There's one scheduled for, I think, next week, right? And Dana Perino is moderating it. If Trump does decide to participate and he gets the question either from one of the moderators or somebody in the audience, Mr. President, what, why is it that you've been indicted here? Can you explain? Are you guilty? Did you do anything wrong regarding January 6th? Did you do anything wrong regarding election interference? Did you do anything wrong here? Sorry, I can't. Love to answer that question, but I can't. What do you mean you can't? Well, I have a gag order against me. The uh, judge has issued a gag order. I can't talk about it. Well, I need to know. I, I, I need to know if I, if, I, if I can vote for you. Well, you, you're going to have to trust me on this one. What are you talking about? I can't say anything. It's a gag order. I mean, it's so insane to think about that situation. And yet it's absolutely possible that that would be the outcome. That's what they're trying to do. I mean, that's what they're trying to achieve in the gag order. Uh, Joanne is in New York on the Mark Levin show. Hello, Joanne. Yes, hi, Rich. You're doing a great job. I'm proud of you. Wow. Mark, should be very proud of you. Oh, thank you. And you play Amos Moses.
7: I haven't heard that in years. I love that song. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Anyway, no, you're really good, and I'm I'm amazed. Um, uh, Nobody like Marky, though, I have to tell you. See, you have to yell out every so often, hello. (laughs) You know how he does it? Of course. Oh, he's hysterical. Okay, the gag order. Regarding the gag order, I can't even fathom how they could do and get away with this. We have to stop it. There has to be a way to stop it. Rich, what do we do? It cannot be allowed. I mean, this is not a third world country, although it's kind of becoming one rapidly. Um, What do we do? There's got to be an answer here.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, he needs to appeal this. If this judge issues this gag order, he's got to immediately appeal it to the United States Supreme Court. I mean, he has to. There's no there's no choice. He's got to fast track it. he's got to appeal it. Uh, this is a clown show is what it is, Joanne. It's it's an utter clown show. And the Supreme Court needs to protect his First Amendment rights here as a citizen, as a presidential candidate. Forget the fact that he's the front runner, although he overwhelmingly is. He's running for president. He has a right to make his case. I have a right to hear from him. This is The Mark Levin Show, hour number two, straight ahead.
3: This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk.
1: And as we talk about this gag order attempt against former President Donald Trump, it turns out he's speaking tonight at 9 o'clock, and I hope he unleashes. Welcome back to The Mark Levin Show. The Great One is off tonight observing Rosh Hashanah, but he will be on Hannity tonight. It taped an interview together talking about Mark's book for the entire hour, 9 p.m. on Fox News Channel. And then... Uh, Mark is back tomorrow night for his very, very special Saturday night edition of Life, Liberty and Levin. Saturday and Sunday editions. So it's going to be great. A lot to talk about. A lot to get to. It's going to be a very, very busy uh, hour. It's me, Rich Zioli from Mark's affiliate WPHT in Philadelphia, Mark's hometown. Uh, Caitlin Collins from CNN. This is how she reacted here. After it was revealed that prosecutors are seeking a limited gag order on Trump because of his daily attacks on people in the case, Trump responds with this attack on Jack Smith. And then she proceeds to post a screen grab of what Trump posted on Truth Social, which I shared with you in the last hour. Can Can I make a point here, though? When did defending yourself when the government is prosecuting you become attacking people? Really? I mean, I want to understand that. When did that become attacking people? Trump hasn't asked anybody to take up arms against anybody. He, he hasn't t- asked anyone to do anything illegal. Hasn't asked anyone to go and kill anybody, go kidnap a judge. Oh, by the way, in the Michigan kidnapping case, which the FBI completely orchestrated, we know that, the last three defendants were acquitted today. And that was a disgrace, that whole case. I may talk about that before the, the night ends tonight. But when did it become you're attacking somebody, you defend yourself, your presidential candidate, defending yourself to the voters after the government has charged you with with multiple, multiple counts of B.S. That's attacking people. I'm attacking the, the prosecutor by calling him names. So now you can't say mean things. You can't say mean things. That's an attack on somebody. Mean things. We've gone from six and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me to you can't say mean things. You're a presidential candidate. We're going after you. We're, we're charging you with crimes, which could absolutely derail your chances of becoming president again. But you can't say anything about it. And you certainly can't say anything mean about it. you got to be nice. You can only say nice things about the special prosecutor. Special prosecutor is an overzealous lunatic is what he is. He is. And he's He's vengeful. And he's petty and he's been admonished in the past for his vengeful petty prosecutions. So now that's how Caitlin Collins from CNN views it and how the left in general views it, that this is this is now Trump's attacking the special prosecutor after the special prosecutor dares to ask for a gag order against him. I'm telling you, this Friday news dump, I mean, I did my show in Philly today, my afternoon drive show, and I come on this show and I see that Mark had tweeted out about this whole thing. And I thought, okay, this happened earlier in the week, but it's a typical Friday news dump because it should be a very big story right now. Taking away the First Amendment rights of a presidential candidate in the middle of an election. Well, we are. We, this is September 15th. Everybody's back from Labor Day. Summer's over. Kids are back in school. We're all focusing again on, on presidential politics, even though the elections not for a year and change election season begins mail in ballots and everything else. But you realize how these candidates are in Iowa, they're in New Hampshire, they're in South Carolina, they're, they're camp. The campaign is well underway. They have to convince donors, supporters. They've got to convince people that they are the real deal. And there's debates. There's already been one presidential debate, Republican presidential debate. There's another one scheduled for next week. So we are we are we are in the mix of this presidential election season already. And now this gag order is issued or at least requested by the special prosecutor, Jack Smith. But you can't talk about it. You can't say mean things about him. Don't be a meanie pants. Don't you dare say anything mean about him or the judge or anything else. You can only say nice things. Why? How does it affect the case is my question. How does it affect the case? What is it really? I mean, you say you're, you're a prospective juror here. You know who Donald Trump is. You know who Donald Trump supporters are. If you're afraid, you tell the court you're afraid and they'll, they'll take care of the situation for you. But, if you're afraid because Donald Trump is out there defending himself or, or saying mean things about the prosecutor, you've got a bigger problem. You're just a generally scaredy cat kind of a person. You're just genuinely afraid. And if you really fear for your life and being on that jury, then you should probably tell the, the, the judge that and ask to be excused. I mean, I've, I've been I've, we've all had jury duty before, right? You go and you sit there trying to figure out your way out of it for the most part. I know some people like to be on juries, but I can't be because I'm in the media. So obviously they don't want me anyway. But let's say, for example, I really fear for my life. I'm really I'm really nervous about being on this this jury, this jury pool. I'm really scared. So I tell the judge, your honor, I can't do it. I can't I can't be part of this. Why? I'm just afraid. I'm, I'm afraid of everything. I'm claustrophobic. I'm afraid of spiders. I'm afraid of gluten. And uh, I can't, I just can't be here today. So, okay. But do you really think those jurors in D.C. are afraid of Donald Trump? No, they're dying to convict him is what they're, they're, they are dying to send him away. The hardest part about selecting a jury is finding, finding 12 people who don't already want to see him behind bars. That's the hardest part about this jury selection. It's not going to be finding 12 people who, who aren't afraid. As if you're sitting there in in jury selection and it's like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. We're all afraid, your honor. We're terrified. We can't find a jury. They're all scared to death. Oh, please. No, the hardest part is going to be finding jurors who are not completely and utterly biased against Trump, who want to bring him down and see him behind bars for the rest of his life. That's going to be the biggest challenge. First of all, he's got 100% name ID. And everybody in D.C. for the most part is a lefty lunatic. Look, why would you live in D.C.? Seriously, if you if you had a choice, would you live in D.C. or would you live in the suburbs? Say you have a job in Washington. Do you really want to live in D.C. or do you want to you want to get out and live in Chevy Chase, Maryland, or Arlington, Virginia, or someplace like that? And Look, and I know that that whole area is a is a cesspool of of, of blue. It really is. It really is a cesspool of blue. But particularly in in Washington D.C which is one of the most liberal cities in America, one of the most leftist cities in America, where they are, they, they, they're all very offended by January 6th. They're, they're now, they're, they're, they're insurrection day, they're, they're perpetual holiday. They're all very offended and they want justice and they're handing it out left and right. You know, taking only a few hours to return verdicts in cases against January 6th defendants from the proud, proud boys to, to grandmothers using the bathroom and sending them away. The government has an almost 100 percent conviction rate in D.C. So the hardest part is not going to be finding 12 courageous jurors who will risk their life to do their 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 patriotic duty, their their citizen duty and be on a jury. No, the hardest part is just going to be finding 12 people who can actually have an open mind, who are actually not completely and utterly biased against Donald Trump, who don't want to see him rot in prison. Good luck, by the way, finding that good luck finding that in D.C., but at the very same time we're talking about all of this, we have this 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 phony charge against Hunter Biden, these these gun charges against Hunter. Now, I have a theory, and here's my theory, and I'll throw this out there for you tonight in the Mark Levin Show. Here's my theory. Uh, Joe Biden is done. The Democrat Party wants him out. 67% of Democrats say he's too old and he shouldn't run. You know when the corporate media starts saying all this stuff out loud that it's over for Joe, right? I mean, you know, this David Ignatius from the Washington post, the far right wing Washington post writes this whole piece about how Joe Biden's too old. He's got to go. He's got to go. Goes on morning. Joe, morning. Joe sitting there, Mika, Mika, everybody. I talk to Mika, not 99% of Democrats, but a hundred percent of Democrats say Joe Biden's too old. He should not run again. They asked all these bozos, people like Jamie Raskin, Nancy Pelosi, should Kamala Harris be Joe Biden's running mate? I mean, I'm I'm, 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 I'm vomiting a word salad, trying to spin their way out of it. They all know the answer is no. A year from now, September 15th, 2024, as we're getting ready for the general election debates, mark my words, Joe Biden is a whole lot worse than he is today. And I know you think that that's not possible, but sadly it is. Anybody who's ever dealt with somebody who has dementia knows exactly what I'm talking about. It is a long, painful process. But then all of a sudden it goes very, very quickly. And Joe Biden, I think he gets worse every day. I mean, compare Joe Biden to the way he was back in the day, to the way he is now, to the way he sounds today. Donald Trump doesn't sound all that different from how he sounded uh, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Sounds almost exactly the same. Joe Biden sounds like a completely different person, and he, and he, because he is. He's, a, he's basically a completely different person at this point. I'll give you an example. Here is Joe Biden from 2005. Greg Kelly put this out, a bombshell video reemerging from 2005 of the current president of the United States caught on camera discussing business dealings with event attendees and his son, Cut Forgo.
3: Political speech in South Carolina. Uh, Look who's watching Joe work the room. Joe is schmoozing everybody after this speech. See what we have shaded there? That's Hunter watching every step of the way. Next video, as Joe schmoozes at the right time, Hunter, he's still my Hunter moves in. All right. He Hunter moves in as soon as it turns to business. Watch and listen here.
6: Maybe hey, you can work something out, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah
3: that's That's what we'll do. Well, Hunter was just telling well, about his done firm done. in Washington. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Law firm. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. have a car yeah. on it? I do. I, I don't, but I'll give you my uh um, well, let me give you
1: my. Yeah, card. and then I'll, I'll give it. I gave yeah. them all away. Okay. Well, that was a
2: wonderful
5: experience.
3: So then Joe goes right back to schmoozing and watch the men step away to conduct business separately. You see it? Right there. That's how it worked.
1: Kudos to Greg Kelly for exposing that. I mean, really great job. But Joe sounds like a totally different person than he does today. So how's it going to sound in a year? I think they want Biden out of this race so badly. Gavin Newsom's chomping up a bit. They're all chomping up a bit to run for president, to take over for Joe Biden. They're, 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 Biden is, I think, done. And the problem they have right now, the Democrats have a problem. It's Kamala Harris. First black woman vice president, you know, for, for the left, it's all about what boxes you check and diversity, equity and inclusion. So how do they just push her aside? Nobody thinks that she should be on the ticket. Certainly nobody. Everybody understands two things. Number one, people think Joe Biden has lost his mind. Number two, they don't think Joe Biden's going to serve a full term if he's reelected and they have no confidence in Kamala Harris. So she doesn't help. It's not like people think, oh, well, I'll vote for Joe Biden knowing she's really going to become president one day. That terrifies them even more in many ways. So they want to get rid of her. They just don't know how. And then if they, they want to get rid of him and they just don't know how because she's standing right there. And they don't, they're they afraid to push away, push aside the first black woman vice president because they know how the left is. And and especially if they nominate another white guy like Gavin Newsom and they all scream. like, "Well, I mean, they nominated white guy Joe Biden over her last time. The Democrat Party totally racist and sexist, so I could see them doing it. But, but the difference is that we think about people based on people and what they bring to the table qualifications wise for the for the Democrat Party. It's all about checking boxes. And so you have a lot of people in their base who scream. They have a problem. The Democrats, a major, major problem, which brings us to why they they are trying, desperately trying to silence Donald Trump. As a special counsel puts in this new filing today here on the Mark Levin show, as we're talking about it today in hour number two. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one. We're coming right back. Mark Levin.
3: Is your cell phone in desperate need of replacement? You know, the signs, right? Short battery life. So you have to have a charger on hand, crack screen that gives you glass splinters. Ouch. It's time to put that old phone to rest and upgrade to a new 5G Samsung Galaxy from Pure Talk for free. Get a free 5G Samsung Galaxy with two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, and ultra-strong Gorilla Glass. When you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, and 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month, plus it comes with mobile hotspot. Get all the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin for your free, super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy when you switch to Pure Talk. Now, pound two five zero, say Mark Levin. Pure talk, simply smarter wireless.
1: I'll tell you what, big night ahead for uh, for Mark Levin, the great one. He's sitting down tonight. Well, he already did, but because he's off for Rosh Hashanah, he's observing it. But he will, uh, the interview that he did with Hannity will be tonight at 9 p.m. on Fox News Channel. 9 p.m., right, Mr. Producer? They haven't changed that time, have they? That's great. Thank you very much. And then tomorrow is the uh, official premiere of the Saturday night edition of Life, Liberty and Levin, in Dr. Thomas Sowell. I'll tell you what, the reason why I'm a conservative today is probably from reading Dr. Thomas Sowell when I was younger, you know, when I was uh, going through high school and college and the indoctrination was real and I was exposed to his writings. And I said, wow, this makes a whole lot more sense than what they're trying to teach me. He doesn't do interviews. He really doesn't. But he reached out to Mark and asked if Mark would interview him. So he will be his guest tomorrow night on Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. on the Fox News channel, along with Victor Davis Hanson. Two very smart, well, three incredibly smart guys. And then on Sunday, Stephen Miller from America First Legal will be on, will be Mark's guest for Sunday's edition of Life, Liberty, and Levin. And don't forget, Tuesday's a big day. The Democrat Party Hates America comes out Tuesday. If you pre-order it today at Amazon, It'll be on your doorstep Tuesday morning. I'm telling you right now, and I can't say much about it, but it's his best work yet. It's very, very important. For me, I need to understand the origin story. I'm a big origin story guy. You know, whenever I watch a superhero movie, for example, I like to know the origin story. How did Superman become Superman? How did Batman become Batman? You know what I'm talking about. How did the Democrat Party come to hate America? Did they always hate America? Did, did they always hate America? I did find it ironic today that in New York City, one of the bozos was speaking at the, oh, I don't know what it was, it was Cuomo. Yeah, the, the love gov, the perv, the nursing home killer, Andrew Cuomo, what was going on today. He was at the Thomas Jefferson Democratic Club in Brooklyn. First of all, Thomas Jefferson would never st- step foot in that place. Are you kidding me? Anything with a modern Democrat party, Thomas Jefferson would never go near. It's, it's shameful to even have his name up. And they all hate Jefferson anyway today because, you know, oh, here's a they hate everything of, about Jefferson, all the founders. They want to destroy the founders completely and all the documents that they wrote. So please. But Cuomo even was going on today about how the immigration crisis needs to be dealt with at the federal level. The illegal immigration crisis that is overwhelming New York City right now and, and blue cities like it across America. Absolutely. One hundred percent needs to be dealt with at the federal level. And they have to do something about it. They absolutely do. AOC today, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, that nutbag, she was out in New York City along with Gerald Nadler. He's waddling his way over there. Drowned out by protesters in New York City. All saying the same thing. Close the border. Close the border. Close the border. We have a story today. The Department of Homeland Security acknowledging that they had 160 encounters with people on the terrorist watch list. Okay, that's 160 they know about. How many others made it over without the encounter. That's the question I have. And they point out, they even say, they go, well, you know, the thing about it is they're all trying to evade the technology in American ports of entry. Of course they are. Of course they are. They, they want to get into this country illegally so they can evade capture. And they're, and they're doing it. They're getting in. And they're overwhelming these blue cities, these sanctuary cities, if you will. This is the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight in observance of Rosh Hashanah. It is me, Rich Zioli, in for Mark. We're coming right back.
3: Is your cell phone in desperate need of replacement? You know the signs, right? Short battery life, so you have to have a charger on hand. Crack screen that gives you glass splinters. Ouch. It's time to put that old phone to rest and upgrade to a new 5G Samsung Galaxy from PureTalk for free. Get a free 5G Samsung Galaxy with two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, and ultra-strong Gorilla Glass. When you sign up for PureTalk's unlimited talk, text, and 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month, plus it comes with mobile hotspot. Get all the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G. 5G network. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Just dial Pound 250 and say Mark Levin for your free super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy when you switch to Pure Talk. Dial Pound 250, say Mark Levin. Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. Mark Levin, the voice liberals fear
4: most. And you can call Mark at 877 381 3811
1: Yes, indeed. The Mark Levin Show, 877-381-3811. Mark is off tonight for Rosh Hashanah. You can watch him on with Sean Hannity, 9 p.m. tonight for the full hour on the Fox News channel. I taped an interview about his book, The Democrat Party Hates America. I got my copy. I'm ready to go. So you better get your copy as well. It is me, Rich Zioli from Mark's hometown of Philadelphia, where I broadcast on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You can follow me on Twitter if you like, at Rich Zioli there's a lot to uh chat about but i do want to take some calls here on the mark levin show let me start with jennifer she's in virginia hi jennifer go ahead good evening
7: hi how are you i went to school in philadelphia <laughs>
1: oh yeah where'd you go drexel nice very nice yeah you're, you're um, a dragon right a drexel dragon
7: yes yeah, that's, that's correct <laughs> all right Um, I heard earlier you were talking about the the gag order with President Trump. And actually, that's not something I'm opposed to. Um, I think it would be better that way. With that being said, I think it's important and I think we Republicans have to speak out about it. There must also be a gag order on President Biden and the press as well. They cannot talk about the case the cases before they come to court and thereby that will take away their one and only weapon. And then it'll be a fair fight.
1: It's not a fair fight though. He's facing prosecution. He's facing the judgment of a jury of his peers. And I say that in air quotes, because his jury is not going to be his peers. Mm -hmm. Jury hell bent on prosecuting him. And it's out there. Everybody knows he's been charged. He is the, he's the defendant here. He's the one who needs to explain to people that he's not guilty. He's the one that has to convince voters that he's an innocent man being prosecuted by the government for his political beliefs. He, he has a right to make that case, does he not?
7: He does, but by him kind of slamming the prosecutor's. The, the 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 um the jury and this and that that's not helping him
1: and look what's well that's going a on. political decision that's a political calculation I mean listen as somebody who used to advise Trump myself personally uh, for debates and, and and things back in the day there are lots of people around him who give him advice don't tweet that don't say that but that's that's his decision that's up to him I don't think it's the right of the government to ban him from saying those things. I mean, maybe his advisors should, but that's a political calculation. That's different, though.
7: Right. But on the other hand, if we take that also away from the press, where they can't talk about it because it's an ongoing How are you going to
1: bar the press? They have a First Amendment right to report on these things. How, how are you going to bar the American press corps from reporting?
7: Look, look what they're doing That with Biden. We all know that he's guilty of everything going on, but get the press as like a gag order against them now. That's
1: hysterical. I mean, Jennifer, if you think that this is going to in some way help Donald Trump, then you're 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 missing the the problem, the bigger point here, which is that he has a right, a constitutional right, a First Amendment right to be able to go out there and say he's an innocent man, he's done nothing wrong, and they are persecuting him. That is his God given constitutional right. The government has no right to take that away from him, whether or not it helps him to talk about the case is something that his advisors can can give their advice to him on, and ultimately he'll make that decision. But the government has no right to take that away from him. It is prosecuting him. It's persecuting him over political distinctions, over political disagreements. They didn't like the things he said regarding the election, so they're prosecuting him over it. And he has every right to tell voters in New Hampshire, Iowa, South Carolina, and everywhere else that he has done nothing wrong. He has that right, and nobody has the right to take that away from him.
7: Well, I still feel like. All right. Thank you,
1: Jennifer. I will agree to disagree. Have a wonderful evening and enjoy your weekend. And thank you for calling the show uh, on the Mark Levin show. I mean, you can still feel like whatever you want, but it's his decision to talk or not talk or tweet or not tweet. But the government has no right to gag him. He needs to be able to tell voters he's innocent. He has to be able to go out there and say, I'm a political prisoner, effectively. He's a political prisoner is what he is. I mean, obviously, in the in the not in the literal sense, he hasn't been incarcerated yet, but they're trying to they're trying to make him a prisoner. If they silence him, then it's all the stories about the charges are out there. The special counsel can go out there and talk. He goes out there and gives his press conferences. There'll be leaks by the jury. You can't silence the press corps. They have a First Amendment right. They'll they'll go immediately to court and sue. So they're going to write their stories. We can't have cameras in the courtroom in federal court, but there's going to be lots of leaks from people who are in the room. There'll be stories planted in the press. His opponents will be saying things about him. I mean, Chris Christie runs around and all he does is talk about why he needs to stop Donald Trump because Trump's a crook and blah, 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 blah. Trump has a right to refute that. If he's on the debate stage next week. If Trump does go and he sh- and and you know he's got to make the decision of whether or not he wants to but, but let's assume for the for the sake of argument he does he's he's going right he's on the debate stage and Chris Christie starts attacking him over the fact that he's got all these charges against him what Trump can't defend himself he can't turn around and go give me a break I did nothing wrong he I, he can't say I did nothing wrong this is a political prosecution this is a witch hunt the special counsel has it out for me this guy is deranged this entire Department of Justice is weaponized. I've done nothing wrong. They're prosecuting me for my speech regarding the election. When all these other people were out there saying the 2016 was election was stolen it was stolen, and they never got prosecuted, I'm getting prosecuted for it. This is a bunch of BS. He's not allowed to say that at a debate. So his opponents can attack him, and he can't even answer that. He can't even refute that as a candidate. Think about that for a second. We've talked about the issue of voters asking him, and, and voters have a right by the way, to hear an answer. The first amendment works in in two directions. It works from from somebody's mouth and also into your ears. So not only do I have a right to say things, I have a right to hear things. I have a right to hear competing arguments in the public square and make my my decision for myself. What the government, this particular administration has been engaged in, and what's at the very heart of the case of Missouri v. Biden, is that the government went out there and absolutely engaged in censorship Depriving me of my First Amendment rights to hear competing arguments on things like vaccines, mask efficacy, COVID origins, and the Hunter Biden laptop story. So I'm in the audience at the debate, or I'm watching at home, and then there's Chris Christie g- going on and on about Trump and his guilt. And 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 then Trump just stands there the whole time, doesn't say anything. You know, in politics, if you don't if you don't answer a charge, then people think you're guilty. There's an old Chris Matthews, a Philly guy, wrote a book years ago called Hardball. And one of the lessons in the book he wrote was leave no shot unanswered, meaning that when your opponent attacks you on something, you have to respond to it. If you don't, then people will think it's true. Leave no shot unanswered. And also another one of his wisdoms in that book, Hardball, was hang a lantern on your problems. Now, whether you like Chris Matthews or you don't like Chris Matthews is irrelevant. Both of those things are very good pearls of political wisdom. Hang a lantern on your problems. Whatever your problems are, expose it to the light. Don't try to hide it because then it looks like you're guilty. Put it out there. Whatever the issue is, make own it and then take control of it. In this case for Trump, the problem is he's been charged in federal court and in state court. And he has a right to respond. He has a responsibility to respond. But I, as a voter, get to hear his side of the story. I have a decision to make as a Republican primary voter. I have a decision to make and who I'm going to vote for. And it deprives me of my First Amendment rights if I can't hear him explain his side of the story. And I want to hear from him. I want to know before I cast my ballot. Are you a crook? When Richard Nixon was accused on multiple occasions he came out and said, well, Americans have a right to know their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. And they do have a right to know. They have a right to know. Absolutely. I, as a, as a listener in that audience, have a right to hear from a person running from, for, for president. I have a right to hear from them and to answer my questions. They don't have to. They can make a choice. Why, why should Trump just be barred from, from answering that question that, that I, as a voter, want to hear? Why not? Why not? um, I don't know. Have a gag order against any comments on the border because illegal immigrants might feel intimidated. No, seriously. How about a gag order on on anyone discussing the border situation? Because there might be violence against illegal immigrants. You know, if your rhetoric is too harsh against them, there there might be violence against them. How about how about a, a gag order against transgender You know, maybe maybe if your comments are harsh against transgender people, there might be violence against them. So you can't say anything about transgender issues. How far are we going to go with this under this idea of people are being intimidated and somebody may hurt somebody based on words that are said by a political speaker? And don't you love, too, how it's never Democrats in their rhetoric? Bernie Sanders can stand up and say that billionaires need to be voted off the island and there needs to be a political revolution and the billionaires shouldn't exist and blah, blah, blah. That's OK. That's fine. Some whack job walks over and shoots Steve Scalise and tries to kill a bunch of people. And it's not his fault for the rhetoric. But if Trump goes after the special prosecutor and defends himself, well, people could die. So therefore, we need to we need to silence him and not let him speak. But you can make that argument about about so many subjects out there. You can't criticize Fauci because people could die of COVID. You can't criticize illegal immigrants because somebody could beat one of them up in a hate crime or some nonsense. You can't you can't criticize um, men identifying as women and playing on their sports teams because somebody might attack a transgender person. So we're putting a gag order on that, too. That's insane! What we're talking about here—the level of stupidity here—and how somebody, how anybody, could think that that's okay. How anybody think it's okay to silence a presidential candidate and to deprive me of my First Amendment rights to hear that answer? I want to know where you stand on these issues. The left loves to weaponize speech. They love to weaponize speech and to silence people. The entire case of Missouri v. Biden is entirely all about that. It's all about that. Censoring speech under the guise of protecting the public, protecting people from 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 having false information, misinformation, disinformation, whatever the government wants to call it. We have to protect you from that. You might have vaccine hesitancy. Well, guess what? If I had maybe learned both sides of the story, maybe I would have made a different decision in that department. The government doesn't get to decide what words I can hear for, for my own good. The government doesn't get to silence people because some whack job may hear something, interpret it through their, 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 their twisted lens and go hurt somebody. We, we don't allow hecklers veto. We don't allow speakers to be canceled, speech to be censored because somebody might do something to hurt somebody else. We don't operate that way in this country. Thank God we don't, by the way. Uh, Tom. Tom trucker, Nevada. You're on the Mark Levin show with me, rich. How are you, Tom?
0: Good. How are you doing today, bud? All right, pal. You there? I'm you here, there? buddy. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's bigger than you think. It's, uh, I think they're going to put a, uh, a gag order on Hunter Biden when he gets indicted. And so he won't be able to testify in, uh, in Congress.
1: So that's protecting uh, the Biden family. Wait, explain that to me. Explain that, how that would work.
0: It, it's not, they're going to say it's not dual justice. So if they put a gag order on uh, Trump, they're going to put a gag order on, on Hunter. So he won't be able to say anything. He won't be able to be subpoenaed either.
1: So it's, I mean, it's, Hunter doesn't doesn't say anything anyway. He's he's too he's too stupid to speak in public. He doesn't say anything now. Abso- absolutely. But they won't. But Hunter's not to- a presidential candidate. Hunter's not running for office. There's a there's a difference here He's a private citizen. Donald Trump is a candidate for the presidency, Tom. Yeah, but he's going to protect Joe. They shouldn't put a gag order on Hunter hey, either. I mean, he's the president's son. He has a right to explain his innocence as well. I don't think it should do a gag order on him. Well, look, we'll see what they do, Tom. Thanks for the call of the Mark Levin Show. Drive safe, buddy. I appreciate your call tonight. Uh, safe drive on the on the road. Maybe, but again, this is ridiculous to think that a presidential candidate, and I know everybody says a Republican frontrunner, but that's also relevant, too. I mean, Doug Burgum has no chance in hell of becoming the Republican nominee. I'd say the same thing if Doug Burgum was given a gag order. I don't even know if he's still in the race. But the point is that you have a right as a candidate to speak. I have a right as a voter to listen and to hear from you and to make my mind up. There's a difference between private citizens and public candidates. I think we all understand that point. The court should understand that point. Hell, the special prosecutor should understand that point. And guess what he does, which is why he wants to silence Donald Trump. This is The Mark Levin Show. We're coming right back. Mark Levin.
3: Is your cell phone in desperate need of replacement? You know the signs, right? Short battery life, so you have to have a charger on hand. Crack screen that gives you glass splinters. Ouch. It's time to put that old phone to rest and upgrade to a new 5G Samsung Galaxy from PureTalk for free. Get a free 5G Samsung Galaxy with two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, and ultra-strong Gorilla Glass. When you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, and 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month, plus it comes with mobile hotspot. Get all the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin for your free, super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy when you switch to Pure Talk. Dial pound 250, say Mark Levin. Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. Tony is
1: in New Jersey here on the Mark Levin Show. Tony, how are you tonight?
8: Rich, it's so nice to have you on the show again. I loved it when you were on the last time. But I was thinking of a funny story. You know, we always think of Washington, D.C. as a swamp. And I would never want to be on a trial in Washington, D.C. because those people are nutty. And I just don't know what drives them or makes them think. Maybe they don't think. But there's the old story during the Civil War with the first battle of Manassas. And all the Virginians went actually to the battle with their wagons. And this story is told by a British reporter, a London reporter who some of this is in his words. And he tells the story of how they just got in their wagons, got food to eat, were watching the battle, got caught in the midst of all the chaos. And that wasn't a good battle. And so that's a typical story of how the DC people are kind of nutty and dangerous because they did really come dignitaries came senators came regular people came with their wagons just to watch what was going on and excitement as if this was entertainment for them and i think that's how people are looking at uh president president trump's trial um it's a shame and i really feel that it's the same sentiment the same kind of different people but the same kind of Uh, chaos that they bring to any, any event that they're at, whether it's a trial or something, you know, more, more different. It's just a very strange group of people.
1: Tony, thank you for the call to the Mark Levin show and for the nice compliment. I appreciate it. You have a wonderful weekend. Uh, enjoy it. And you can always listen to me on, we have an Odyssey app too. You can listen to me and Mark on on that since he's on our station. Obviously, I wouldn't be here if he wasn't. And Mark is my mentor, by the way. The reason why I'm in radio, he's always been so incredibly good to me. And so is Mr. Producer, by the way, because he's the one who asks me if I can fill in. And usually I say yes. Because what an an honor, right? What an opportunity. Big third hour coming up here on the Mark Levin Show. We got a lot. We're just getting started. Don't go away.
3: In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks?
0: Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with
1: our leader, Mark
2: Levin.
1: So the breaking news today here on the Mark Levin Show is that the special counsel, Jack Smith, the lunatic. Has is trying to gag the former president of the United States to silence him from exercising his first amendment rights to explain that he is innocent. Good evening and welcome back. Hour number three here on the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight, observing Rosh Hashanah. And it is me, Rich Zioli from his affiliate in Philadelphia, his hometown, WPHT. Great to be with you tonight. Just a reminder. Mark will be on with Sean Hannity tonight for the full hour. 9 p.m. They taped an interview together about Mark's book, The Democrat Party Hates America, which you should pre order because the Democrat Party does, in fact, hate America. The book's great. I can't really talk about it, but it's terrific. And it will be at your doorstep on Tuesday if you pre order it today. Tomorrow is the inaugural Saturday night premiere of Life, Liberty, and Levin. Dr. Thomas Sowell, one of my political heroes, probably one of your political heroes, I'll tell you what, Mr. Producer, all these people who are screaming about book bans in America, I would love to find out how many books, how many schools in this country, I should say, how many libraries and schools have Thomas Sowell's books in their library. Maybe we should scream book bans, huh? We should go around and find out if those books are in libraries, then we can hold press conferences and we can scream book ban. I mean, I guarantee all the big hits are in those school libraries, the ones that Senator John Kennedy read aloud the other night, which I will never get out of my head for as long as I live, for example. Uh, but how about Sol's books? I mean, his his book on just, you know, basic economics, but one on one, but right there. Uh, that should be in every library in America, in my opinion. Every school child should read that book and learn, understand economic theory from Dr. Thomas Sol. Well, he'll be on with Mark tomorrow night, 8 p.m., along with Victor Davis Hanson. So three very smart people all having a great chat. And then Sunday, Life, Liberty, Liberty and Levin, 8 p.m., Fox News Channel, with Stephen Miller from the America First Legal Foundation. So there you go. Set your DVRs. If you can't watch it because you're watching college football, whatever, make sure you set your DVRs. Truly... As I think about this gag order, and I'm getting more and more infuriated by it, as I read the the writings here by the special counsel, this idea of intimidation, we have become so fragile in America. The idea that words hurt us, you know, that words are weapons, they can wound us here and that we're going to take away somebody's free speech rights, their First Amendment right to explain the government going after them, how they are innocent we're going to deprive them of that right severely, severely handicaps a defendant, does it not? I'd love to find out where the ACLU is on this. I really would. I don't think they've commented, Mr. Producer, but they should because, see, well, I mean, they're frauds so they're not going to comment. The ACLU is a joke, but if they really believed in civil liberties, they would comment, would they not? Here you have somebody who's been, he's being prosecuted. But he's innocent. I mean, under our our system of justice, Donald Trump is innocent under the eyes of the law until and unless they find him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. That's how it works. Whether you like it or not, that's how it works. So he is an innocent man here and he has a right to tell people he's innocent. Special Counsel Jack Smith doesn't believe that he should, in fact, have that right. That he should have that right to explain to people that he's innocent. And in this filing... Which is amazing. It's political first report of this tonight in a Friday night news dump. Jack Smith seeks gag order on Trump. The U.S. District Judge unsealed filings revealing the government's weak old request. This is what he wrote: <clears throat> The defendant's past conduct, including conduct that has taken place after and as a direct result of the indictment in this case, amply demonstrates the need for this order. Trump's past salvos had already resulted in harassment of potential witnesses. You know, I'm trying to understand, too, how anybody's intimidated by this, by anything he would say. Really, I mean, honestly, how anybody could be intimidated by his words. He's not calling on anyone to be hurt. He's not calling on anyone to do anything like the left loves to do. You know, throw Molotov cocktails at courthouses, burn them to the ground. And Antifa loves doing that. Oh, my God, the left loves doing that. Earlier Friday, a federal appeals court also unsealed records showing that the same team of prosecutors had fought in court to block Twitter from telling Trump about a pending search warrant, worrying that informing him could precipitate violence or enable him to attack and intimidate witnesses. So you understand their MO, right? Under the guise of protecting people, their safety, we're going to gag him, literally take a gag, gag him, silence him, shut him up because people might get hurt. What a bunch of B.S. this is. Honestly, taken together, the government's filings over a period of several months present an extraordinary picture of a former president as a uniquely dangerous threat to the country. How? How is he a uniquely dangerous threat to the country, the justice system and those who would align against him in his four criminal cases? They say he uses that platform, primarily truth, social and TV interviews to spread knowing lies and radio to spread knowing lies about his critics and the court process in ways that this is great. Stoke the fury of his followers, some of whom feel compelled to act in his name. How about all the lunatics on the left? Really? Truly all the lunatics on the left who violently protest. They're called peaceful protesters. They're anything but they're violent how about the people that say things that egg them on? I defend those people. I defend the right of those people to say things that enrage lefty lunatics who then go out and commit violence. Because it's you as an, as, as an adult taking action. I thought we all understood this as a country. I can say things, but if you hear what you want to hear and you go out and commit violence, that's on you. It's not on me. Unless I specifically tell you to do something, unless I specifically say, go and burn down that courthouse. If you hear me say we have to take back our country and you've concluded that what I mean is you should go burn that courthouse down, that's not on me. That's on you. I didn't say that. I didn't tell you to do that. All I told you was we have to take back our country. Trump says, if you come after me, I'm coming after you. Oh, well, he clearly means that he wants people to go kill somebody. Well, how, though? They're coming after him legally. So if you're saying that what he's saying is I'll do to you what you're doing to me. They're not killing him, are they? No, I don't believe they are. They're coming after him legally. So doesn't that mean that he's going to also come after them, either legally, politically uh, or in the media or something else? You come after me, I'll come after you. Somehow that's violence. Somehow that's, that's secret code words to his people to go and commit violence in America. This is an excuse by a very deranged special counsel, Jack Smith, to give Donald Trump a major disadvantage on the campaign trail. A major disadvantage. Because here I am at a town hall meeting or a presidential debate. I'm the candidate. I stand up there and I go, here's how I'm going to. Save our country. Here's what I'm going to do to uh, help America heal from four disastrous years of Joe Biden. This is what I want to do. I, here's my policy on energy. We're going to un- unleash American energy independence. We're going to secure our border and we are going to cut spending. Any questions? Yes. Are you guilty? I can't answer that question. I can't talk about it. Well, did you do the things they're saying you did? Can't tell you. Can't say. Can't say anything. Gag order. Gag order. You understand the disadvantage that puts him at. Prosecutors have complained about Trump's pointed criticism of the city that is home to those expected to decide his guilt or innocence in the case. So you can't criticize Washington, D.C. Oh, he called it a swamp. Oh. Oh, so you can't say those things. Oh, so you you can't even criticize the city. Can he criticize the nationals, the Washington nationals? How about the the team formerly known as the Redskins, the Commanders. Can he criticize them? Can he say anything about the baseball team and the football team? I'd like to know that. Can he at least do that? Because I'm obviously a Philadelphia guy, so Philadelphia sports fan. So if he does criticize the Nats, I took a whole bunch of listeners to DC. A bunch of listeners to DC. We had a great time. And the Phillies turned around their season after defeating the Nationals. Can Trump at least criticize the Nationals? Yes or no? And their fans. Can he do that at least? is insane he said the following quote no way i can get a fair trial or even close to a fair trial in washington dc i'm calling for a federal takeover of this filthy and crime-ridden embarrassment to our nation the federal takeover is very unpopular with potential area jurors but necessary for greatness and for all the world to see how does that in any way shape or form intimidate somebody on the jury it might make them mad Uh, You're talking smack against my city. It might make him mad. It may not be politically a smart thing to say. It may be a politically smart thing to say, but it certainly doesn't mean that somebody is then going to go to D.C. and hurt somebody who lives there because it's a fair, it's a a filthy crime-ridden embarrassment to our nation. All of those things are true. But even if they weren't true, at no point there does Trump say, and you should come to D.C. and kill people. You should come to D.C. and wipe out potential jurors, set fire to the courthouse, follow the footsteps of Antifa, throw Molotov cocktails at police cars. So you can't even criticize D.C. You can't even criticize our nation's capital. Oh, the irony. You cannot use your First Amendment right to criticize Washington, D.C. This is insane. Are we still in America? I mean, really, are we still in America? The fact that he's running a political campaign has to yield to the orderly administration of justice. The judge said to Trump's lawyer in the August 11th hearing, if that means he can't say exactly what he wants to say about witnesses in this case, that how that's how it has to be. Why? Tell the jury that they can't watch TV. They can't have any knowledge of the uh, of this from outside the court. Do you think witnesses are are they they're gonna be what going in there with an open mind if they're gonna testify against him and then he's going to intimidate him, him them with their words? So then the witnesses are not gonna tell the truth because what exactly? What what are you going with here? He's a mob boss, he's gonna have him whacked, huh? Is that what it is? You're testifying against the Gambino crime family, gonna have it, gonna have you whacked now? So you can't even as a presidential candidate you can't even say anything about witnesses. So if they call, for example, let's say they call Hillary Clinton to the stand. OK, crooked Hillary. And uh, they say, uh, do you believe that Trump is a liar? We like he's a character witness here for the prosecution. Do you, you think Trump's a liar? I totally do. Trump can't even say anything about her. What about other people in the public eye? Can he say anything about them? Public officials. Can he say anything about them? I'm just curious. Can he criticize anybody? Earlier this week, Trump's attorneys filed a motion asking the judge to step aside from the case. He can't criticize the judge either. Can't criticize the prosecutor. Can't criticize the city. Can't criticize their sports sports teams. Can't criticize anything. Nothing. Can 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 he criticize the weather? Can he say that D.C.'s hot or muggy out? Or if there's, uh, if there's bad traffic, can he say that the traffic stinks? Because it does. It stinks in D.C. Can he criticize that? Can he, can he say anything at all whatsoever about D.C.? Unbelievable. All right, this is The Mark Levin Show. It is hour number three. The great one is off tonight. It is me, Rich Zioli. We're coming right back.
9: Mark
1: Levin.
7: Seeking the truth never gets old.
1: 877-381-3811. Let's go to Ken in Washington here on the Mark Levin Show. Ken, go ahead, sir.
10: It's a, it's a pleasure to hear you on the talk show. I have never heard you before. Thank you, uh, Ken. My question is, uh, if former, uh, Pres- uh, former President Trump was to... Uh, nominate his vice president's presidential running mate, could that vice presidential running mate, he or she, uh, make comments for him? Could she she or he speak for him uh, in certain environments? Now, I doubt they could, uh, that that person could go to a presidential debate, but could certainly maybe respond for uh, for him.
1: Sure. I mean, that person could, a campaign spokesperson could, you know, a surrogate could, any of those people could. But I I, I still don't think it's the same as hearing from him directly, you know.
10: Oh, well, Of course, it's not the same, but it might be better than nothing because he would be more in line with uh, with what uh, President uh, Trump was uh, aiming to get across and so forth. Uh, and that was just a, a thought I had.
1: Yeah, Ken, look, it's a good thought. I mean, we, we, we absolutely, though, have to fight back against this because there's no one who can answer for Trump like Trump can. There, there's nobody like him out there. No matter who he picks, that person is ne- is never going to be as effective as hearing from you. If, if, if somebody accuses you of something, Ken, and somebody comes to your defense, that's one thing. But, you know, if I want to hear... I want to hear Ken's perspective. Ken, did you do it? Did you not do it? I want to hear from you. I want to gauge your honesty. I don't want some prepared talking points. I don't want somebody reading a script on your behalf. I want to hear from you. I want to look at you. I want to gauge your sincerity. I want to look you in the eye. And I want to know if you're lying or if I can trust you. So it has to be first person. It has to be delivered first person, in my opinion.
10: OK, well, I was, it might be better than nothing in that regard. But, yeah, I sure agree with you. I'd much rather hear from him.
1: Yeah. All right, Ken, have a, have a great night and a wonderful weekend. And thank you for calling the Mark Levin Show. I appreciate it. Uh, let us go to John in New Jersey. John, go ahead. Yes, uh, Rich, thank you. Uh,
5: why can't Trump go to the Supreme Court? What, what is the Supreme Court there for?
1: Well, he should. I mean, if if the judge puts a gag order on him, he absolutely should go to the Supreme Court. He needs to appeal it right away. No question about it. But just the fact that the special counsel thinks it's appropriate to even ask for one is just infuriating, don't you think? Yes,
5: of course. But if that was me, I, you know, if I, personally, I'm an American citizen. I also happen to be a veteran. If I'd be in charge of something I know I didn't do, I'm innocent, 100 percent innocent okay, no matter what they have against me. I'm gonna go to the highest court that I can, and he knows the highest court just as well as we all know is the Supreme Court. Why can't he have his lawyers get in contact with the Supreme Court and say, look, I'm not gonna take this. I'm gonna say what I wanna say because I'm not guilty, and they're holding me back to tell the truth. So people in America, American citizens, American, the whole world can hear the truth about him and uh, about what they are lying about him.
1: John, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. The frustration is real. No question about it. All right. We got a lot more to say here on The Mark Levin Show. Don't forget tonight, nine o'clock right after this show, Sean's full hour long interview I'm sorry, Mark's full hour-long interview with Sean Hannity on the Fox News channel. This is The Mark Levin Show. We're coming right back.
5: The Mark Levin Show, live and national at
1: 877-381-3811. Larry in Illinois, you are on The Mark Levin Show. How are you tonight, Larry? Hi, Rich. Hey,
4: you got a good show going here. Thank you. Um, you know, Trump's not allowed to criticize uh, these people, but let's just say he, instead of criticizing someone, he praised people. Mm-hmm. In other words, he could maybe praise Mark Levin mm-hmm. or Rush Limbaugh or George Washington and maybe then he could throw a little bit of that Trump sarcasm in and he could praise Joe Biden for being a driving 18 wheeler and for going to synagogue and to the Catholic Church and for teaching political theory and finishing at the top of his class. But Trump has a good way of just turning things around, but they don't want to hear him talk at all. That's the problem. It's It's not, they don't want to hear him say anything because when he says something they know they're going to lose
1: yeah no you're exactly right i mean would he be allowed to say nice things about jack smith the special counsel could he say nice things about the judge could he say wow you look lovely today your honor could he say that i wonder yeah.
4: i i really doubt they even want to hear him make a peep at all they just want him to stand there quietly And it reminds me of a person in the bible that had to stand there quietly while they accused him of things and then of course and they nailed him to a cross but that's what's gonna happen they just want to nail him to a cross and be done with him
1: larry thanks for the call my friend have a wonderful weekend thank you for calling 877-381-3811 steve is in nevada steve you're on the mark levin show go ahead sir
2: good
0: afternoon rich how are you sir
1: doing well thanks for the call
0: you're a good fill in for mark um i appreciate that the reason i called is really important President Trump and his attorneys, they are following the playbook of government. Government is public. All the actors who are in public office have qualified immunity to one degree or another. But if they fail to follow the orders of what they're supposed to do, or if they do things that are against the law, that that qualified immunity can be taken away. There is a process that can be used when you two, two or three segments ago, you said something regarding if you don't answer a charge, then you're considered guilty, Right.
1: Well, in politics, the old saying is uh, leave no shot unanswered. So somebody makes an accusation against you, an allegation, attacks you on something. Don't let it go unanswered. Respond to it.
0: Correct. That's an aspect of commercial law. It's not common law because common law is innocent until proven guilty and you cannot you cannot put, well, it's political you cannot
1: wisdom. Answer. It's not law. It's just political wisdom. You know, it's it's and this is where he, it, it gets to the point of him being a candidate. You know, if if they're attacking him, the, the the government of the United States is going after him. If he's not able to respond to that in the political arena, if he can't answer questions or accusations from his opponents, if if Chris Christie stands up there and attacks him for for being under prosecution and says he's a liar and he's a crook and everything else, and Trump can't answer that. Then you have given him a tremendous political disadvantage. So when I say the adage is leave no shot unanswered, it's political wisdom. If he just stands up there on the stage and his opponents are all attacking him and he can't respond to that, that's, that's crazy. You're giving him such a disadvantage.
0: But in the legal arena, he must do something different. And he's unfortunately entangled in the illegal arena, but there is an arena for private disputes also. Outside the court system, that is where his remedy will lie, and I don't think his attorneys even realize it. I I was able. To
1: All right, place- Steve. Listen, I got to run, but thank you for the call. I appreciate it very much. Have a wonderful night. What what his attorneys need to do is fight fight this gag order. This gag order request from the special counsel. Period. This cannot be allowed to stand. And and no matter what happens here. Trump's team needs to aggressively fight this all the way up to the Supreme Court if necessary. Look, this is a request by the special counsel to gag the Republican frontrunner for the presidency who is being prosecuted by the government of the United States of America. This has never happened in our nation's history before. We have had this intense prosecution against the frontrunner from the opposite party of the president of the United States who's running for reelection. And now what they want to do is they want to gag him so he can't even go out there and explain his innocence. He can't give his side of the story. He can't call, say, mean things about the prosecutor. And I use mean in air quotes. He can't say mean things about the the judge, the city he's being prosecuted in. Nothing. I mean, give me a break. Voters have a right to hear from him. I have a right to hear from him directly. He has a right to respond to attacks. He has a right to let the voters know that this is a political prosecution and he's completely innocent. He has a right to do and say these things. It's not America if you gag a presidential candidate. And why is it just this, by the way? The argument the special counsel uses is that Trump has to be gagged because somebody out there might do something violent against a witness or a witness could be intimidated and not say something. A a, a juror could be intimidated. Whatever. It's all under the guise of violence could ensue. Trump will will get his base all, all all riled up and they'll go out there and do something very, very dastardly. But couldn't you make that argument about all political rhetoric has the potential to to make somebody do something and have a reaction that is that is illegal and uncalled for? So I use this point earlier. I mean, what about a gag order to say you can't criticize illegal immigrants? The left would love that. What about a gag order to say you can't say climate change is a bunch of B.S. because it might uh, jeopardize the health of our planet and kill people? You can't criticize the covid vaccine. I mean, these are not. Crazy examples. These are this is all the left's wish list. They would love if they were gagging you on on your speech regarding the things that they don't want you to say. They tried to do it. That's the very heart of the case. Missouri v. Biden. Why not? You can't go out there and, 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 and say that uh, booster shots are uh, they don't work because people might die from covid. You can't say that illegal immigration is a problem and these illegal immigrants uh, need to go because somebody might go out there and kill an illegal immigrant. You can't say men should not be allowed to swim on the girls swim team because somebody might go out there and hurt a trans person or an LGBTQ plus plus I a every letter of the alphabet person. You can't say those things. The left would love that. That's literally what they're trying to do. You can't question climate change because we could die of climate change and and the seas rising and, and drown and give me a break. Of course, somebody could hear speech and do something that is illegal and inappropriate and hurt somebody. That's not a reason why we ban speech. We don't ban speakers because some nut might do something. Trump's not asking anyone to hurt the jury, the judge, the special counsel, the attorney general, nobody. He's not asking anyone to take up arms against anybody, but he has every right to explain why these people are deranged and going after him is absolutely wrong. He has a right, I argue, a responsibility to explain all those things. Brian is in Pennsylvania. Brian, you're on the Mark Levin show. Go ahead, sir.
9: Thank you so much for taking my call. I really enjoy it when you host. Um, I just wanted to say that I think all Americans need to be extremely fearful of what's happening to President Trump. The notion that his First Amendment rights are being taken away from him at a time that for any american the time you need to be able to speak freely is when you're being charged or you're being in a trial and the the order is ludicrous it would be similar to if you and i were in trouble and the judge said now brian you cannot shoplift and you cannot kick dogs and you cannot uh... yell at old people he's not going to do any of that any of these Stupid things that the the gag order says and if he's asked a question um about the case and he says i'm innocent it's a scam why is that under some sort of gag order that's not talking about a case that is his opinion and talking about a case would be the prosecutor presented this evidence and that and blah 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 so i just don't understand it but the main point is that we should all be extremely fearful of what's happening because our first amendment right is in order to defend ourselves in these very situations or to bring truth out and i'm just sick of it and i think it's going to blow up um, in the left, you know, on the left side, it's going to blow up in their faces because people are fed up with this and it's, it's a danger to this country.
1: Well said, Brian. Thank you for the call to The Mark Levin Show. I appreciate it very much. Not, not only is it your right to defend yourself, but you have a right to criticize the government. And there's nothing in the Constitution that says that right goes away if the government's prosecuting you. Everything the special counsel is arguing about this gag order is it's it's all erroneous and it's all hypothetical. Trump has said things in the past. Trump has said mean things. So what? So what? The government seeks to establish defendant has publicly criticized his perceived adversaries and is aware that his criticism has led to their harassment. So we're going to silence a presidential candidate because criticism of his adversaries has led to their harassment. Think about that for a moment. What about when Biden goes out there and attacks Trump? When Biden goes out there and attacks MAGA and I get harassed? Like this idiot on Twitter who just called me a Trump zombie. I feel harassed by that. Should should he be silenced? Should he be a gag order against him? Because I feel harassed by that. I mean, how far do we go with this here? Looking on uh, Truth Social, by the way, and what uh, the former president said. And this is what led Caitlin Collins at CNN to come out and say that he is already attacking the special counsel. Biden prosecutor deranged Jack Smith has asked the court to limit the 45th president and leading Republican nominee by more than 50 points and beating Democrats. Donald J. Trump's public statements. So I'm campaigning for president. Against an incompetent person who has weaponized the DOJ and the FBI to go after his political opponent. And I'm not allowed to comment. They leak, they lie and they sue and they won't allow me to speak. How else would I explain that Jack Smith is deranged or Crooked Joe is incompetent? And how else do I, as a voter, get to hear from him and and make a determination myself whether or not I think he's innocent or not? This trial could go on for months. This trial could go on well past the Republican convention. Don't I, as a Republican primary voter, get the right to hear from him and, 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 and... here for, and, and yes, as part of his defense, as part of his political defense, I should say, he should be able to attack the president, the Department of Justice, the FBI, the DOJ, the special counsel, the judge, the jury, the city of D.C., all of it in words. That should be protected political speech. Absolutely it should. And he should be able to criticize the nationals and the commanders as well. No question about it. Nick is in New Jersey. Nick, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Go ahead.
6: Hey, Rich. Thanks for taking my call. First question. Uh, how do you call yourself a Philly guy when I walk into a building up in Sussex County that's got your name all over it?
1: I broadcast out of Philadelphia. I live in New Jersey, and I grew up in New Jersey.
6: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just teasing. Second question, main one. When is the Republican Party, the national... Republican Party going to grow a set and start fighting back by you know we have we have Republican attorneys general out there. How come they're not going after Democrats? How come nobody has signed any kind of complaints against Biden for his criminal activities in one of these districts that can do it? Why aren't why aren't they using the Democrats' playbook against them? Why are they sitting back being milk toast with no spine? Can you explain that, please?
1: Well, they need to, Nick. They got, they got to fight back here, but there's a whole element of the Republican Party that wants Trump to go down. So they're more than happy to see this play out. They, they, they're excited about it, by the way. And your former governor and my former governor, Chris Christie, is leading the charge on that.
6: Well, he's a lying sack of you-know-what, too.
1: <laughs> That's the only answer I can give you. I mean, you say Republicans grow a set. There's a whole element of the party that just wants Trump to be gone for good, So they're not going to say a word about this. They're not going to criticize the Department of Justice. They're not going to criticize any of these people. And yeah, you're right, my friend. They're cowards. Nick, thanks for the call, buddy. I appreciate it very much. 877-381-3811. This is the Mark Levin Show. Your calls, your thoughts. Don't forget, the great one is on tonight, 9 p.m. right after this show. Turn on Fox News Channel. He will be sitting down for the hour with Sean Hannity. Don't go away.
4: Mark Levin.
1: Buddy Nick made a point about North Jersey. I once golfed with Nick uh, with uh, Mark Levin years and years ago, uh, up in North Jersey, and uh, we had a great time together. It was a lot of fun, but of course, Mark is a Philly guy. He's a Philadelphia legend, of course. So I know that he was rooting for the Eagles last night, and so was Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman. Now I don't like to use gender, so I refer to him as John Fetter Person. Uh, here is John Fetterperson last night at a rally before the Eagles game in Philadelphia saying that the Eagles are going to definitely beat. Well, take a listen. And the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. Damn right. You are correct, Senator. The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. Tonight at. Uh, Nine o'clock, just a few moments from now on the Fox News Channel. The great one will sit down with Sean Hannity. They tape the interview because he's off observing Rosh Hashanah. Uh, great conversation. The two of them will have about Mark's book, "The Democrat Party Hates America," which you should pre-order now, right now. So it'll be here Tuesday morning. Tomorrow, eight p.m. is the Saturday debut of Life, Liberty, and Levin Saturday Night Edition. Dr. Thomas Soul, along with Victor Mark, I'm sorry, Victor Davis Hansen. Mark will sit down with them for Life, Liberty and Levin. And then on Sunday, Stephen Miller from America First Legal. It's going to be two great shows this coming weekend. Smart conversation. Dr. Soul is the reason why I'm a conservative. And he's brilliant. And he doesn't do interviews, though. That's the thing. He does not do interviews. So they reach out to Mark and said, Will you interview Dr. Soul? I think it's fantastic. And like I said earlier, if you want to talk about book bans in America, which do not exist, books are not banned in the United States of America. Why are Dr. Thomas Sowell's books not in my kid's library at their school? Why not? Why is there a book ban against Dr. Soul and Mark Levin too? His books aren't in my kid's library. Now, thank God neither are books like Gender Queer or... Little Blue Boy or whatever it was that Senator Kennedy read from the other night. But then again, my kids are younger. But in a lot of high schools, those books are there. But not Mark Levin's books. You're not going to find Men in Black there. You're not going to find Dr. Thomas Sowell there. Are those book bans? That's the question hey thanks so much for letting me hang out with you tonight Mr. Producer I always appreciate it my friend you can follow me on Twitter at Rich Zioli you can certainly listen to my afternoon drive show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD in Philadelphia hope you have a wonderful weekend a blessed blessed weekend as well and thank you for letting me fill in for the great one Mark Levin